Oh, you've had, we've had milky last week and milk this milk this week. Oh. Mm. I like a bit of milk. I've got some milk in its throat, actually. It's reminding me of... <laughs> <laughs> Kylie's Can't Get You Out of My Head is still Scott series winner. And Liam's record-breaking as Vanessa Carlton has been his one for a whole four weeks. Well wow. done. Congratulations. You know walk a thousand miles if I can just you Welcome to the Naughtiest Naughty Podcast. Scott and Liam here going through every single top ten single of the Naughtiest Decade because it's officially the best decade for pop songs and we're going through and analysing each and every one to see if we can figure out what the actual naughtiest pop song of that decade is. Mm. So you're on a journey with us. There's spreadsheets all over the place and we love that you are playing along. Yes, it's very exciting. This is the last show before Christmas. I know this year has been... <laughs> oh my God, Santa's just arrived. Oh my you're wearing God. a Christmas jumper. Yeah, of oh, course I'm wearing I a Christmas am. jumper. Uh, it's... Oh yeah. Mine's, mine's is a Christmas jumper that is supposed to be youth brand for me because mm. it's supposed to be... TikTok-ish. It's very fashionable. Um, Ding Dong. Do you understand what that's about? Yeah. Right. Ding Dong early Um, on. No. Hi. Well, it's from Marks and Spencer, so I think (laughs) this is exactly why it was produced like this. But the reason I bought it is because of some videos on TikTok, which are about people getting a little bit of action and going, Ding Dong. So I'm wearing it for that reason. Um, And I never wear jumpers for, you know reasons like that so I feel like <laughs> I'm being banter. really down with the kids yeah. right now yeah I do well, have I've a, got, a like a, t-shirt but I've got it. a nice snowman with a carrot and a scarf oh uh, yeah mm-hmm. if I look down a wee bit further I can see snowballs yeah you can <laughs> <laughs> uh, I uh, say to me am I wearing a Christmas jumper it's December of course I am yeah but you're yeah do we need to position the fact that you're like the jumper king yeah oh yeah Liam's a jumper my jumper king. game I feel has been lacking this year I haven't really been shopping very much just because, like... Well, for one, like, H&M, where I get a lot of my clothes from, they've they've moved off Northumberland Street in Newcastle at the main shopping street. Mm-hmm. Now we're in Eldon Square, and, like, it's much smaller. There's, like, way less stuff. Yeah. It's so hard to buy men's clothes. I know men have had it their own way for a long, long time, but men's clothes shopping is fucking terrible. Uh, plus, it's shit to do. <laughs> yeah, and I hate, I hate it. it. I've been today because I had to bring back a pair of tracks at Bottoms, which I bought because I thought they'd be lovely. But there were green Adidas ones, which would be lovely, but I have nothing else to wear with them yeah. unless I go and buy the matching top. Mm. And then that means I can only wear them with that matching a top. Suit. Yeah. Um, whereas I like a little bit of diversity with my clothes. Yeah. So they went back and, of course, I had to go for darker grey because my wife pointed out that the light grey ones is um, a ding-dong show. Yes. So yeah. I'm trying to not be a ding-dong show in me trackies mm. so that was an interesting one and then I had to buy I bought this jumper and I had to go Jeez. large because my Christmas jumpers always shrink yeah. so I've had to forward plan but yeah ding dong ding dong mm. yes yeah, so that's my rant about shopping over with I know boohoo for me but uh, yeah dot com yeah mm. yeah I could go there to be fair I've just bought myself a pair of blue kappa tracksuit pants oh amazing that I love they don't really go with anything yeah. but I'm just kind of like that's my vibe yeah. I don't give a shit what I look like I give it a shit what I look like when I look at myself in the mirror I don't give a shit what you think I look like, Scott, or anybody else. Is that you why go, you're wearing glasses that are covered with sellotape? Because they're being held together? <laughs> My optician's appointment's in a week's time. By, by this point, I'll have had the optician's appointment um, and I'll be waiting for a new pair of glasses, hopefully. But, uh, but anyway, <laughs> yes. So we are taking a little break for Christmas, as I'm sure, as I hope you are as well. Um, I hope you've uh, taken some time off this year to reflect on what a terrible, terrible year it's been once again. Uh, hopefully we've been mm-hmm. one shining light as part of that. I know we've been a bit disrupted, partly because of COVID, partly because of other stuff. 
life has been a lot this year. It is. Almost more than last year in some ways for me, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, we, I, I'm not going to apologise for us taking time off because we've needed it. Fucking hell, we've needed it. I know it's been a bit disruptive to, to your listening habits and stuff, but hopefully you've stuck with us. If you have, we appreciate it. We love we'll, you. Um, if, if life allows us to be better in the next year, we'll try and be better next year. But equally, your station's just launched. By the time this goes out, your station's just launched. launched. We hope, yes. Yeah, touch, so touch wood, touch this, MDF. Yeah, so this should have been, the station should have launched at 7am today, in yeah. theory. Um, is it today in theory? Oh, no, no, it's the week after. Yes, just yeah, a week. Yeah. We're a week on. Last week. Yeah, so last yeah, what, week. Yeah, one week on. Scott, how's it gone so far? What's the figures been like? You know, what's the reception been? One week of broadcasting. Weirdly, the online figures are ridiculous. Yeah, for something. I'm that hearing was, like Radio One levels of yeah, numbers. pretty much yeah. <laughs> um, but like actually, in real life, joking aside, mm-hmm. my web stats for it have been ridiculous because they've just been increasing massively the whole way. Mm. Um, and it's not by anybody that I know. Like, there's, there's none of my friends and family really actually listening to it. They've downloaded the app because I've asked them to, mm. and it keeps my app numbers looking nice in the store. But yeah, I was a bit surprised because it's not. It was never really supposed to be like the winning station or anything like that. But it was to be a bit like a. Dance music radio station that's a bit like a music channel where there's yeah. no presenters but there's themed content and we haven't even by the point that I've got all these statistics there was no themed content there was just one massive giant shuffle yeah. which is like a radio no-no you don't do that with your songs mm. but I just needed to hear whether the volume of the songs was correct so we've played it for ages yeah. but people have bloody loved it that's I, I couldn't believe how many people have actually Loved it. So Dance Rev Radio in your app store if you need yeah. <laughs> need a bit of dance music. And um, very if, diverse. If you've got a DAB radio whereabouts in the North East, can you hear it at the moment? Tynemouth and South Shields. But mm. beyond, the mapping's quite far. So actually, you can, as much as Tynemouth and South Shields is over by the coast, you can get it all the way to the Tyne Bridge in Newcastle. Wow. Bulk Sunderland and the other transmitter for Whitley Bay should be on quite soon, just patching out the, the bits where it disappears. So yeah, hopefully. Coast I'm North so East. excited. I'm so proud. Because oh, I've known you for so long and it's always been a thing you've spoken about and wanted to do. Oh. And then it feels like it's come together fairly quickly in the grand scheme of things, but it's been a lot of kind of... Yeah. The, ta- wait, the timeline... the right moment. The timeline wasn't our decision. It yeah. was just the people that own the transmitter mm-hmm. were like, right, we're launching then and you have to be ready to go on their timeline. Yeah. So I wouldn't yeah. have done it this quickly. But yeah, remember you've said that when you're um, supporting me at my bankruptcy trial. Thanks very much. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thankfully, I've put no money and I'm not involved in it anyway. <laughs> at right. all. <laughs> Um, no, yeah, yes, you're, you're on it. I'm not involved in this station at all. I'm, I, it's, it's all Nathan, not me. Mm-hmm. No, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be there. I'll be there rooting you on. Woo, Woo. go Scott. Yay. Yes. Anyway, so that's been happening. It's been everything's been crazy. Uh, we'll, we'll end the year now though with some pop tunes, as, uh, as you should, as we should all do. Yeah, and yeah. it's, it's a bit Christmas party ravey this week. It is really Christmas mm-hmm. party ravey this week. We. Well, you've got that line. I'll read my line before you get your line. Because <laughs> anyway, that's uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. On today's episode, one of 2002's most famous daughters, channels Madonna about one of 2002's most famous papas. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, the first but not last podcast appearance of Paul Weller, and uh, the two All Saints who still like each other. You'd hope. I mean, their family. You'd think. Um, <laughs> in Appleton, and things are actually going to get ravey. We've got Entrance, we've got Scooter, we've got Milk Inc, and we've got Sarah Watmore getting lively. But first, this is the 8th of September 2002. In cinemas this week was The Born Identity. Oh, I love it. We got Moby last week. We got the actual film this week. Uh, it's a cracker, isn't it? I didn't see this for a lot of years until uh, probably when the third one came out. I think I watched The Identity and The Supremacy and then got to see The Ultimatum in cinemas. Is The Ultimatum Renner? The, no, this the, 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 last born, the last Matt Damon one before Renner. 
Okay, yeah. I love, yeah, I love these films. They're Probably my favourite franchise of films yeah. beyond like Scary Movie and Scream. Wow, yeah, I know. Okay. TV wise, Tony Blackburn, When I'm a Celebrity, the first one. Was he the one. first one? He was the first oh, one, amazing. yeah. And uh, another busy week for not on the top 10 tracks. We'll go down and we'll work our way up. 81, a track we'll get to soon, can you believe? From Last Ketchup, the uh, Ketchup song, uh, it's coming. Twenty, a track we can't play because it isn't on Spotify, uh, probably for good reason. It's from our good friends, or well, my sworn enemies, the Tweenies. Oh, um, <laughs> have fun, go mad. Hmm. Which I mean, is that is that also ravey? Like I think that's actually, scooter. I think that's a story of your childhood versus your adulthood. Uh, yeah. Had fun, went mad. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, thirteen, a track from Jürgen Vries, the theme. Oh, amazing! Yeah. No techno. Mm. Mm. Number 12, when I saw this on the list, my eyes lit up and I was like, damn, what a shame. We don't ever cover this artist ever. But we get to mention them now very briefly. 12, two months off, <gasps> Underworld. Amazing tune. Bring light in. So good. Bring light. I, yeah, oh, I remember watching them doing it at Glasgow on the sofa. You know when you stay up late on Glasgow night? Yeah. And because um, late it's like a half ten in my house. <laughs> and just drinking and it came on and just dancing around the living room. And my wife was just like the two of us just absolutely losing it watching this on Glasgow. It's such a brilliant track. Yeah. I have a, a mate at the moment who thinks spoken word in tracks is absolute sacrilege. <laughs> so every time I find a spoken word and it's because there's one with Carl Cox on it at the moment, Frankie Watt and Carl Cox. People go to Ibiza to escape from their own normal lives and that's all I ever did every time I went every year. And I think what was amazing with the terrace was that we were dancing under the sun. The atmosphere was fantastic. It was Balearic kind of house sound at the time of music from the island and you were in it for the long haul. Um, you know, obviously Spanish DJs playing, UK DJs playing, you know, German DJs playing, New York DJs playing at the time. Such a, an amazing time people could feel. And all of these things just might have summed up the reason why you were there. He doesn't think that it's good enough spoken word because it just seems like somebody's over taped Frankie or somebody just taped Carl having a conversation <laughs> and that got chucked on and it wasn't like a real moment in time. Yeah. Um, is that what it's called? It could be called that. But I know I keep sending him everything that has got spoken word on it and Underworld has the, who in my head's Emily Blunt speaking right. over there's yeah. a spoken word bin in it. Um, and he's, yeah, he liked that one. He, he changed his attitude towards it's it. It's a from, cracker, It's yeah. brilliant. I was at a festival a few years ago which Underworld were headlining, mm. but I've been there all day on my own and my feet hurt that I didn't actually see Underworld. Yeah. But I watched it on iPlayer and it was brilliant. But yeah, I, I, I regret not seeing that and Born Slippy live. The, I, I, hopefully I'll get a chance mm -hmm. just to see them on their own and I can like dedicate the time and not have like feet that need to be put in a dish of water which is yeah. what I went and did when I got back mm. to the hostel uh, right tracks that were in the top 10 unlike Underworld which is a damn shame but at least we've got to mention it there uh, at number 2 because uh, Atomic Kitten still riding high on their tide at number one. This is the first single for Appleton, newly out of All Saints. This is a track called Fantasy. I know you know everything will be okay if you treat me 
Yeah, it's Sisters Natalie and Nicole Appleton from All Saints. And uh, I knew I knew it, but couldn't remember it. And then I pressed play and whoosh, all mm. came flooding back to us. I didn't realise this was a number two. I didn't think this was as big a performer as what it actually was. So some would say was. it is a number two. Yeah, well, yeah, which is weird because I <clears throat> was not expect. I was expecting to maybe remember it, I think. But wasn't expecting to like it. Mm. And then I heard it and I'm a bit like, actually, this is just what I wanted All Saints to be. Really? I think so. I really like the harmonies. I think they're vocally, well, they're vocally really strong in the song. But then I do remember watching them on top of the pops back in the day and they did do live. And I remember not being that impressed. But I always take BBC things with a pinch of salt because I always think it's sound text can screw your ear volume over and that can just throw you completely off. But I do think that they sound really good together for the bulk of the track. And they have a bit of spoken word in it. And I think that they had to have spoken word in it because it's them too. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I really kind of like about it the most is it's very pure tone-ish. Um, Addicted to I can't, Because of the walkie-talkie vibes. Yeah, I guess. I get, yeah, I guess. Yeah, okay, that makes more sense. I was, I didn't hear any kind of like thrashing drum and bass in this. But that, yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, the, the juxtaposition of soft vocals and kind of harder production I quite like reminds me a bit of... Uh, these days poppy but maybe back for these times kind of a little bit like tattoo but not as heavy yeah i've got a i've got a comparison that we can get to which isn't really based on anything but it takes me somewhere else like that as well right okay yeah it's a nice fusion of the All Saints sound that they had I think it could like, yeah it could have done with a bit of Melanie and Chasney to like it's a shame this isn't an All Saints thing it's a shame it's just those two you find that when you take someone out of a band and you're so used to hear them as part of a band they're like suddenly you've just got a half a thing like this feels like half a thing like it feels like they've taken half of All Saints out and it is missing those elements to kind of like make it a complete thing it happens with solo stuff like you know, it's like One Direction you take Liam Payne out and you go like oh fuck as part of One Direction great Liam Payne on his own oh well, I think he's good <laughs> I he, think they are I think they're the all good one. do you think yeah yeah well yeah mm, yeah are you getting them mixed up by no any chance no 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 oh okay well, um, yeah, yeah Liam I don't like I, I think Liam. tonally they're all, they're all nice but this could have been an H and Claire because two have left a band very good yeah and it's uh-huh. much better than an H and Claire this makes a lot more sense yeah. it's like a we're making a point of being different yeah thing. it's kind of indie artist indie artist indie artist then we get this bridge the double paces the bridge but, is brilliant yeah oh do you think the bridge is brilliant uh, it's it's a it, it, that's where I kind of enjoyed the juxtaposition oh, the most really I've put that it's not necessary and actually then the whole thing falls apart for a few seconds and gets really messy I think when it goes back to the rest of the song after the bridge there's a like a weird kind of like difference yeah. that I don't really enjoy the transition out of yeah maybe maybe that's maybe I'm actually in the same place as that but this sounds to me like it's off a, an American teen movie and it's like mm. a St. Trinian's, but I've got Lizzie McGuire in my head. I've never watched a Lizzie <laughs> McGuire thing in my head, but it could be a Lizzie McGuire song mm. in some sort of like American, like a really good one and a, a, like a really successful one yeah. in some sort of like guitar girl American version of St. Trinian's. Uh, that's kind of where I'm at with this. Mm, interesting, yeah. There's kind of bits of the Oasis sound that uh, yeah. Nicole's fella Liam Gallagher has. Um, and actually, weirdly, the fella that she had before as well, Robbie. There's kind of she a, with Robbie? She was, yeah. Oh, was she? Oh, she was with Robbie, then Liam. That's got to be uh, oh. controversial, hasn't it? But uh-huh. uh, yeah, all, all in all, I think it's a, it's a nice and kind of obvious necessary contrast to All Saints. But I wish I kind of connected more with it I just I didn't really it's alright it's alright but I kind of wanted more from it I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what I wanted to hear really but yeah. I, I like that it's different and I, and, I, and again I like the genius description that just 
says the song's pretty raunchy to say the least. Yeah. I guess, it, but I read that first and wanted I wanted like S and M Rihanna, and, and then it was just kind of talking about fantasy and stuff like me. See, I think it's a bit more like a, it's like a lesser starry eyed surprise that we did last week. Pace wise, mm. it's a similar kind of a thing, but yeah. obviously the grunge and starry eyed is just a it's different, but. I think I want Starry Eyed. I think Paul Oakenfold does it better. What I do you like about it is I think they do the same singing to it as Westlife does, but they do it better. You know, like whenever they do took for granted everything, mm, mm. they sound better doing that tone. Yeah. I think. Up and then it kind of keeps going up, doesn't it? Like, yeah. Now I've said tattoo, all I can hear in my head is tattoo. And now I wish I was hearing tattoo. No problem. So, yeah. yeah so, like sorry, sorry uh, Appleton sisters, but uh, you're not as good as the Russian schoolgirls. I think it's a good first try for people that were just going to be targets for yeah. absolute any... Like, yeah. they were going to get slated no matter what they did. I think this was a nice, pleasant surprise and it, did, it, it, it repositioned them. All of, the, all of the documentation points to them as being a Canadian Jew because they've got a Canadian dad. So the brand, I don't even think it was for our country, yeah. really. But I think I think they've done well. I think this is a great. It's like, all right. Pop back. It's okay. It's all right. Number six, the final time we'll talk about entrance on the podcast. No, it's not. But it'll be the first, the final time that their songs are yes, formally okay. on the podcast. Yeah. it's the final time we talk oh, about their songs that chart on the top ten. There is more. You know, like I think this this before we get into it, it feels like a passing of the baton from this era of all around the world and clubland to the next. Yeah. Set. Yeah. Like, and it feels like an appropriate way of bowing out as well, like the tone of it and the. But, but we'll, we'll get into it. Entrance, number six, with Forever. This is off the Best of Entrance 1992-2002 to album, which is its actual release as well. It does feel like, it feels like ages since we've in real life had an Entrance track. That's what I felt like at the time, because we'd had re-releases. You yeah, always had, get re-releases. We had a Rob Searle remix of Set You Free. Yeah, so you, you get, yeah, that was brilliant. And we've had plenty of Kelly Lorena. Yes. But I think we haven't had any new Entrance. No, the last time they had a proper hit, what was that? It was Do You Think I'm Sexy? Mm. Get raw with the fever on the dance floor. <laughs> um, which spits out on my radio station, I'll have you know. Um, but this is actually like their third biggest single. So this, I didn't expect this when I look back to be as big a performer as it was. And I forget actually just how big Clubland stuff really was. There was a massive market for it. And like, I really enjoyed this. I think production wise, I love the really heavily mastered trance drops. Mm-hmm. Lyrically, I'd never really noticed how romantic it was as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, this this ticks a lot of boxes for me because, and it's not even the memories. I just still love, really, you know, as if somebody was just smashing on an organ. <laughs> I just love <laughs> the mastering of it and yeah. the way that it drops. And I think Kelly's class. She is. She gets out of a car at the start in sunglasses and looks at the most badass thing you've ever seen. Uh-huh. And then the video becomes all cars so it's just loads and more like cars yeah. driving in I was like this is just Scott's video it is so she racks up in the TT do you remember we've talked about the age of TTs yeah yeah this was her racking up in an, a TT and this was a big deal because they were brand new it was 2001 maybe the first really releases of them and then you had to order them and they took a while but yeah she rocks up in a TT then you get Novas you get Cleos you get 306s you get courses all done up and it's a bit like up in the northeast. there's this like crew called Summer Madness mm. and if you're part of the crew you get a sticker for your car and your car could be an absolute <laughs> banger but you're registered as being a Summer Madness Yeah. and then in the groups we're all like who drives this I saw this on the A19 and stuff and mm. they're like whose car is this and they've taken a picture of it while they're doing 90 mile an hour <laughs> chasing another 
another car taking a picture and they're all like having like friendly illegal races on the, the motorways and things Amazing. but it looks like the song was built for that audience at the time yeah big trance track love it it's huge and I, I think it's it's an emotional one when you when you know that it's the last time they have a top 10 UK single and you look at the way this you know the the, the lyrics and the kind of the, the vibe of the feel of it like it does feel like a farewell I know it isn't a farewell because yeah. they do still make music but like it does feel like a like I say a passing of the torch because from here we yeah. get loads more new Clubland acts you know Ultra Beat as soon mm-hmm. lots of European stuff that kind of fits the same sort of um, Eurodance trance kind of vibe and uh, and yeah this this, this does kind kind of feel like the the final instalment i mean I'm, I'm not sure if they knew that i'm sure they'll have hoped know. to have i don't know like they, they've been because set you freeze what like 10 years before this it's a good sort mm-hmm. of while before so, so they'll have to have another hit 10 years after your first is a thing that a lot of artists don't have so nope. they've got to be quite pleased with that but yeah this did feel like a, a, a fitting farewell whether they knew it or not and i'm very pleased with it yeah I got a bit in it. I got emotional. I think it um, it does it does hit, especially with Kelly's dramatic entrance and just how she slays. Lovely, she just fucking slays. She balls into the TT listening to another entrance track. Yeah. class. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, and I'm, I'm not the only one that does that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you listening to? Who's got myself? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whenever I get in the car with you now, it's always your station. You believe? Yeah, because I'm, I'm I am still listening for a lot of songs. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, and it probably now if it reaches where we're at today, yeah, it'll. Uh, It'll always be that. Yeah. Okay, this next track has a lot to live up to because it shares a title. It was one of the most iconic tracks of 2010. <laughs> yes, From it Tiny does. Temper. Uh, this is Paul Weller's Written in the Stars. It's written in the stars meant for us. Soaked into the sand made by time So he is a solo artist, which is previously a member of the Jam and the Style Council. I'm just I'm going to go straight on with this vocally, like the uniqueness of his vocals, mm-hmm. musically, like the uniqueness uniqueness of the musicality. They don't mesh well. No, for me. they don't sit beside each other correctly. And we've discussed last week Oakenfold's Starry-eyed Surprise being like a genius way to put things out of tone together with music. I don't think they mesh well at all. The songs of Virgin Who Can't Drive. <laughs> if we're going to quote. Clueless. I uh, think we're in a really, and you know, it's Paul Weller, so it's Paul Weller, so it's a big deal, right? Yeah. I think that this is one of those songs from somebody who's really important, like Paul, that commands attention from existing fans because they hang on every single word that's been said by him forever. But there's not much in it for non Paul Weller fans. There's not much that's memorable about it. So you have to be in his club to get it because externally to his ex- pre existing club, the art isn't obvious here. Yeah. And I, I find it a hard listen. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. I think um, what you've described there is a thing that you see a lot anywhere, really older artists who have had a really successful career. Yeah. And then they get to this age. I mean, he's 44 at this point. And it's very rare that you get a track where the two, you know, the voice and the sound actually meet up. Yeah, just, just as, as artists get older, that, that becomes a more common thing. And I guess yeah. like there's so many more Paul Weller fans than other fans of other artists because like this is the number seven. He has another top ten after this, so 
actually like you know you still got a massive massive fan base and it probably is a case of they hang on every word even if it isn't the the best way of utilizing what he does but you do find that any kind of play for mainstream with these older artists these kind of what you might call heritage artists at this point they never sound right they always sound a bit kind mm-hmm. of disjointed and a bit like they're chasing i'm not sure if he's chasing a trend here but you, you know you, you get these artists who are chasing certain trends chasing certain sounds but like it's not done with the best producers anymore it isn't no. done with the best songwriters anymore it isn't done with the best music video directors or publicists it's kind of it all feels a bit old hat Kelly Renner right it's coming like 10 years later with Forever yeah she's coming in with a rave anthem and she hasn't slowed down because she is not saying 10 years later I need it to be my pace because I can't keep up that's kind of what's missing I think from this is that we need to see him keeping up with his pace mm-hmm. and that's not what we kind of get obviously it might just be that the track's more authentic to him and what he likes in his style and what stories he's going to tell but I feel like you know where we're at in the podcast so far we've kind of lost the Gallaghers we get back to Oasis a little bit we've got a bit more before the end of the new year yeah. end of this year yeah and then in life where we are today in 2021 we've got the, the same things happening with the Gallaghers at the moment mm-hmm. where people are hanging on their every word new people aren't going in it's the same with McCartney he could write a pile of dung and he could top ten it yeah, because it's Paul McCartney. Although, um, actually, and I think we're like this, and it's great for Paul that he's that influential and so important. Yeah, and to have those fans this length of time later, but yeah. I wanted to be sucked in, and actually, I just got annoyed at his haircut again. <laughs> and that's really burns. bad. That's really bad. Yeah, Any, I, know. I know. But bear in mind, my coat that I've got is probably like the five years later bargain bin version of something that he inspired all <laughs> them years ago. So thank yeah. you for that, Paul. I'm warm because of you. Well, well that, there's not a much bigger compliment than that, is there really? There's a bit kind of Stone Roses sounding here, obviously because he influenced them. Now mm-hmm. I hear them in him as opposed to like hearing him doing what he has always done. Yeah. I get to kind of come full circle via that tunnel. Uh, ocean colour scene in there as well. But then by the end, there's like a, a weird sort of almost like freak out section where it kind of goes a bit Beatles, Strawberry Fields, a mm. bit Yellow Submarine by the end as well. Yeah. In the description on the YouTube video, he, he says, pop in old money, you know what I mean? Just kind of, it's, he's saying here, this is kind of like, it's, a t- it's his attempt at a pop track, a chart track, but kind of by his sort of 80s, 90s way of doing things. Okay. And I can hear that. And I like I like the attempt. I actually, I, it's not memorable, no, but I, I, I liked it when I, when I heard it. There's individual bits that I liked. I enjoyed the brass, which is part of a uh, Noonday Underground track, mm-hmm. uh, which I do like indeed. There's kind of, Marlena Shaw, California Soul elements within there, which is one of my favourite songs. It's it, it does feel kind of accomplished on the whole, I think. I can't remember it at all, but I've written it, so I must have thought it when I heard it. And it has a produced sound that the jam obviously didn't have because they weren't striving for it. Like, they were going for a more raw sound, whereas this is a lot more kind of polished and produced, even if, yeah, it, has, it falls in that same trap of being an artist in their mid-40s, which just sticks out like a sore thumb compared to some of the stuff that we're hearing elsewhere. Yeah, I, I kind of like, like that, though. I like that it's not... I like that it's unique to him, even if maybe you found it hard to listen to, but maybe yeah. it's not for you, I don't know. But, that, but that's like I said, it's all of the different elements, I can see how brilliant they are, but when you bring it all together, it's just a bit odd. But I'm not his target audience. Mm. Well, 16-year-old Scott wasn't... No, I'm 18 here. Yeah. 18-year-old Scott wasn't his target audience. Mm. Really, he could have got my money. If yeah. he had done something special, he could have got my money here because I would have been, oh, I'm going to try something new here. And he could have taken it and he didn't. But but like I say, I think vocally, he's got something. Musically, it has something. It's just, it is the blend. That's, okay. that's strange for me. I feel like we've listened to two completely different songs. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we have. Mm-hmm. This happens sometimes. Yeah. 
Let's start a new week. It's the 15th of September 2002. Number one single, still Atomic Kitten. And number one album is also Atomic Kitten, which feels so good. Oh, wow. Yeah, so good for them. Even if, I don't know, all you have to do is literally look at the album artwork of the first one and the second one and just look at how they've changed. Like, it's gone from being, like, kind of spunky and vibrant in the first one to, like, you know the font? Is it Century Gothic or Century... <laughs> It's like a like a oh. shitty, edgeless, you know, thin, anemic font that, you, yeah. that you'd use for like paperwork. Yeah, so that, that we're back to mature again here. Ma- there are fonts of there's mature. mature, or there's just completely kind of like diluting and thinning out. With maturity, sometimes comes boredom. Well, I'm very bored of Atomic Kitten in this era, to be honest. Mm. I'm not bored of Sean Paul, um, who has a number thirty-two. <laughs> At this point, I'm not bored of Sean Paul. Now these days, I am. Well, I'm not because he'll always have what he did. Just as, you know, what he does now is not the same as what he was doing when he was around this era. Mm-hmm. We'll get to Sean Paul's big solo stuff. I think either either at the end of this year or the start of next year. I think maybe we'll have one or two more before this year is finished. But yeah, 32 this week with Sean Paul and Gimme the Light. Just give me the light and pass the job. Push another buckle of more. Yeah, let me know my size and I got to know. Back when Sean Paul was doing like proper, like you know, dancehall Jamaican, mm-hmm. like authentic stuff before he was doing like you know hooks on Clean Bandit songs and stuff. Oh yeah, and just like dragging tracks. I have down. holiday memories of Sean Paul, which are great. Yeah. 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 Oh, what? Well, me too. Well, I was in New York when I like heard. Well, I heard Blue Can Travel and Sean Paul oh, everywhere a song, in yeah. New York, and um, yeah, I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to that one big time but yeah give me the light 32 and number two this week uh, behind atomic kitten was liberty x this is uh, their fourth single mm-hmm. from the same album not many bands have four singles and this is number two so they've done very very well it's a cover of mantronics it's called got to have your love Mantronics version is from 1989 and this is a follow-up to Just A Little. Uh, In capital letters, I loved this. Mm. Like, I actually loved this and I love the original. I love what they've done with it. I think it's different enough and I've got it down as an intro juice. Well, we just go straight into Kevin. Yeah. Well, Kevin and and Kelly. Brilliant together. The two of them are amazing. She's so, so good and he's like, you know, you know, I need Mm. your love. Brilliant. The two of them together are just absolutely amazing. Uh, to the point, the rest don't actually get much to play, do they? Not really. Um, you hear a bit of Michelle doing mm-hmm. like sp- spoken word breathy bits, which she does again yep. in the future. Uh, I think she's kind of admitted that she didn't have the vocal chops to compete with mm-hmm. other band members. You hear a bit of Jessica as well. And I think at one point you hear Tony go, oh, or something. <laughs> um, which, like that? Which, yeah, just like that. To my memory, is the first time I've heard him do anything on his own, not as part of an ensemble. And it, was, it wasn't much. I love them as a five-piece, you know. Oh, they're great Even, even piece, though we've yeah. got two leads, pretty much. Yeah. I, I just love the way that they all come together. Harmony is brilliant. I think the synth in it is just amazing. I think the, the whisper tones in it are nice and sultry. I think it's a great song and it's original. It really, really works for them. And, you know, 
I'm completely sold before you even see the music video. And then you see the video and then you add more points, I guess. Yeah, take the clothes off the girls and chuck them on the boys. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be lying if I said that I wasn't enjoying watching the video. They all look very nice. It's like a nice glitzy American video after a lot of ones that look quite... Well, actually, no, the, thinking it over looked quite not British, didn't it? It looked, it was New York skyscraper. New York, yeah. Mm-hmm. It had like a, you can tell when a video is American, you can tell when it's British, just from like the way it's graded and stuff. This is very American. It's very poolside. There's a lot of it. There's a, a, a kind of a motif going through a little bit. The acts of kind of like looking through camera lenses, looking through kind of surveillance. Like, And there's three tracks to my memory. You've got like before this, just a little, where a lot of it's through kind CCTV. of CCTV. Mm-hmm. Here, there's kind of some long lens photography, which is going on. And then in Being Nobody as well, which we get to next year with Richard X, there's another it's kind of... CCTV. Yeah, what? yeah, yeah. So there's a weird thing there. Of, that's kind of a motif a through there. Too. God, they had some bangers, didn't they? They did. They and, really uh, did. Well, this is the first Liberty X track we've done since Hearsay's final track. There's still so much more Liberty X to go. And, and Hearsay are now in the, in the job centre. Um, or, there, or there will be soon anyway. They, they haven't actually officially split up yet. They've got a bit more to go. Not much more, though, realistically. Yeah, it's not enormously different than the Mantronics original. Like, essentially, you know, they've added some stuff to it, but it's it's remained largely intact. And I'm glad that pop music kind of gets out of this lazy habit of just kind of keeping things basically the same. Next year, Liberty X helped be part of that change because the one with Richard X, which is their... Shaka Khan in nobody yeah. fused with the Human League is really different and really exciting. So they're part of the change. So I'm not going to knock them too much for this one being quite similar. Kelly and Kevin bring a different thing that Mantronics didn't have, though. So production-wise, there's there's kind of things that have been added, but they do stuff that Mantronics didn't. Mm-hmm. That's where it stands apart for me. There's those little production tweaks. Generally, it's kind of of its time or maybe a little bit older than its time like slightly older than its time but uh, I'm very happy with it and it's perfectly unskippable yeah I wouldn't skip this I would probably skip back and play it twice maybe yeah it's not weird and I, I stand never thought that. I stand by my conspiracy theory that hearsay were put together because they look normal and Liberty X were the outcast because they looked too much like pop stars and this was always the plan Mm. I stand by it, mm-hmm. and you. I mean, I think every video they look more and more like a real band. And here, like this is their first chance to be in like you know, in just a little they had like the cat suits and stuff, which was a very iconic. This is more of a pop stereotypical look, like you know, all yeah. pop bands have the video like this where they're in the bikinis and in the kind of the summer wear, uh, and they 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 look perfect in this. Like they they look like a really accomplished group, uh, very very sexy. Very, very sexy. Everything about them. So sexy, some Mm. might say. Yeah, exactly. But are we pleased with this? This is a number three from Kelly Osbourne, who was part of the TV show The Osbournes because it was the story of her family. Ozzy Osbourne being the dad, Sharon being the mom, uh, Jack and Kelly being the children. There was another child, wasn't it, that wasn't on the show? Was there? I'm sure there was a third Osbourne who was in the family, but didn't didn't take part in the show, I'm fairly sure. But yes, I mean, the Osbournes, one of the biggest reality TV phenomenons of the early 2000s. And and from that came multiple careers. You know, Sharon uh, from here was already kind of a big in music kind of thing, but she gets the X Factor after this. Jack Osborne becomes a, a, a producer and a reality TV kind of presenter and that kind of thing. And Kelly does music alongside other things. But yes, this is her first solo single and it's a cover of Madonna's Papa Don't Preach. Papa don't preach. I'm in trouble, Papa don't preach. 
originally Madonna's 1986 one. Weirdly, I learned this produced by Brother Jack. Yeah. Which mm. I remember loving this and was okay. quite excited to listen him back to it. And it just turns out now that I actually have questioned everything new about my taste in music. Mm. Um, and it makes more sense now that I know that he's just starting off as a producer, really. Yeah, yeah. We really have got over-egged, pure-tone walkie-talkie vibes the whole way through this. Oh, God. A lot of them. Oh. And really, that. but the walkie-talkie vibe that he puts on isn't even anything other than a default setting by the sound no, of it. So no, no. If I, you know, as a media production uh, person, mm-hmm. uh, I would sometimes teach some classes in a university... The first thing a student would put on as an effect is the default walkie-talkie setting in Adobe Audition mm-hmm. or Ableton or whatever they're playing with. And you would then, if somebody wanted to keep that effect, which you kind of wouldn't, it's a bit like choosing the first filter whenever you go on TikTok, you would you go deeper and you, you tweak stuff and you customise it a little bit. This has not been customised based on any sort of default thing. No. And that now makes sense knowing that Jack's produced it and that he's very new in his process. Yeah. I do like the grunge of the guitars in it. Mm-hmm. Which is good. So I think guitar points there. Well, the guitars and drums come from Incubus. So you know, there's, there actually is some rock cred in here because you got Mike on guitar and Jose on drums who are from Incubus. So there is actually some, actually, you know, music industry people in here as opposed to kind of the raw and new Kelly and Jack. Yeah. <sighs> I don't like the drums. The drums aren't grungy enough. They don't match the grunge of the guitars. Mm. Not, you don't want to go too dark with every element, but they're not dark enough, and the drums and this sound cheap. But it would take a producer to give that note and just say, yes, not that, quite. That's it. And I, I, I can't believe that actually this got loads of mainstream mm. play and everybody accepted it as being, oh, wow. This was completely sold on the fact that it was a cover of a Madonna track. This is yeah. why it was successful. This isn't because it was Kelly Osbourne or because production-wise it was good. It was because it was a cover of a Madonna track with somebody who was relevant at the time. Well, it's... it's, it's right, but I, I find it really embarrassing. I find the whole thing really, really embarrassing. If Blazing Squad last week was Daddy's Hide a Studio, then what is this? Cause, mm. Because we all, like, you know, if we're talking about Kelly Osbourne and Papa, we know who the Papa is. Yeah, that's weird. We know that her papa is Ozzy Osbourne. Ugh. So is this a song about it? Like, you know, I, there's all kinds of questions about like, what is the, what was the thought process of picking this as the one? You know, why isn't it an original song? Why isn't it something else? You know, like, in theory, in principle, I like the idea of turning this punk. I like the idea of Papa Don't Preach, you know, a song about, in some ways, female empowerment, in some ways about kind of like, you know, independence of like not letting a man tell you what to do like you know there's all kinds of stuff in there and I like the idea of that being a punk but the execution is so bad the filtered vocals are terrible it reeks of nepotism obviously we all know who the papa or the daddy here is, is in this instance and I just I just I just I'm really confused by it I really really am confused by it it's called papa can't preach and you've watched the Osbournes you'd make sense that he yeah. just couldn't even get a word out of his mouth that would no. make more sense than well he's, a, he's admitted that he was stoned for basically the entire time oh surprising show. Wow. yeah I know god yeah but if you watch the music video and I and I and I did, there's I, I like more about the music video than the actual song. Except the editing of the video is really awkward. There's bits where it's like the camera lingers on her before she gives a line, so like it's almost like she, you can see her kind of getting ready to deliver them. Mm-hmm. It just it's just like, if you watch it back, you'll see how awkward oh, and exposing no. it is. But at the end of the video, it has it sort of the credit thing in the bottom corner. It says like, you know Kelly Osbourne, Papa Don't Preach record label, and it says like from the original soundtrack album for the Osbournes. I'm like oh, because it was a bonus track. Well, yeah, it's a bonus track on the album she brought out, but it's like the album it was on originally was the, the, the an album, a soundtrack album for the Osbournes TV show. So I'm like, 
is this the kind of way of marketing the show as opposed to marketing her as an artist? Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I just find it all really just like tatty and cheap and, and just, yeah, ultimately embarrassing and, and nepotism. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's, uh, and it's, and it's a shame because this could have been really good. Is this the second-hand embarrassment thing? What's it called when you have a second-hand embarrassment? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, so, I'm suffering from that, and I did when I watched it. And I feel bad because that's why I needed to find, yeah, like the grunge guitars, that was my point. But mm. just, when, even when it when it hits, I don't want to keep going into it, sorry. The walkie-talkie doesn't lift, right? It needs to lift whenever it hits a course, at least, and nothing changes. Yeah. Nothing changes. The processing is just shockingly bad, yeah, and I'm suffering from second-hand embarrassment Ugh. from Kelly Osborne. sorry. I wonder what she thinks of it. Hmm. Uh, hopefully she's really proud I would. I don't, I don't want to take anything off her if, if she loves it then I'm fine with it but I'd get the feeling that she'll look back at this and go oh because mm. I do and um, what we say is more important than anybody else and no, I'm just kidding <laughs> uh, right number four this week from Scooter who we've done before with a logical song and now are back with a number four number one in their native Germany it's Nasaja. This is a cover of Tabaluga by Peter <laughs> Maffei, uh, which was the same kind of tune originally in German. Irgendwo tief in mir bin ich ein Kind geblieben erst dann. Um, and actually, when I listened to it, I could hear that lyrically it is, seems to be a very spot-on translation. Yeah. Do you know what Tabaluga is? I have no idea. It's a it's a fictional green dragon who gets sent oh. on a quest by his dad as a punishment for not doing what he's told. So it's an animated thing. It's like an oh. animated kids musical. And um and yeah now it's on this kind of hard, like sort of techno Eurodance track. I excited. So it's, it's it's an interesting one of these kind of like deep cut samples that you yeah. that you love to see. More than any thoughts as I normally would write, I've just got a list of lyrics. Okay, obviously. which is which, that's Scooter, you've got 3 to. 3am! The Painted, the painted cow. cow! I am the jungle soldier. It's not a bird, it's not a plane. It must be Dave who's on the train. <laughs> and then, of course, finally, Skippy, the rain won't come. I mean, like, this, it's just, it's just beautiful, isn't it? Did, it, did I tell nonsense. you about the time I shoot? No, when it was at Creamfields. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just so weird, because he does, he spits out some really random things, and yeah. I love it. And now me and some friends just have a a thing where you can scooter any if it's a good <laughs> yeah. enough saying you can scooter it in any way shape or form like close that door wow um, that clock's run out of batteries yeah, yeah. You, you can do it with so much stuff and I just love that but yeah he just happened to at <laughs> Creamfield shout tie your shoe and I looked down and my shoe was untied and I was like but how did he know <laughs> so it was pretty pretty scary to like have that connection with him um, yeah. I've touched him and he was sweaty yeah, um, yeah, yeah. but so the high pitch vocal through it <laughs> Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, high pitch vocals of this were really 
controversial music snobs yeah, hated yeah, this yeah. high-pitched vocal thing. They they thought it was pure trashy, but there was definitely an art to these things, and I think they smashed it. And the and the critics made it clear after the logical song that they hated it. Yes, and they did it again. Yep, absolutely. It isn't for them. No, and actually, this is his best, best performance single across Europe. So mm. it's not as high as the logical song peaked higher here. Yeah, but this is his best-selling track out of all of his tracks yeah, too. I can see why. And this is a much better use of walkie-talkie vocals. It is, yeah. How to do it right. And even in the video he's holding, like it looks like almost like, you know, like a, a cabin crew member on a flight might go like, this is your cabin yeah. speaking, or like, you know, mm-hmm. anyone for nuts? He's holding one of those. <laughs> <laughs> anyone for nuts? He's holding Get one of those things, nuts here. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than like a microphone, he's holding one of those kind of like, you know, his grip is like one of the things you grip yeah. on like with all your, all your fingers and kind of... Like CB thing. Yeah, like a CB radio thing, yeah. There's just an unexpected Explainable. If anybody tried to, you know, ask me why I find this as brilliant as I do, I just, I couldn't really, I couldn't. It's just all I can do is list what's there and go. How how can that not be amazing? The trance drops like the entrance again. Oh yeah. So the, he, like he, it yeah, drops, yeah, yeah. it drops out. He comes back. The trance elements mastered so well. It's like a wall of sound that. At the time, especially, like, car radios, you know, the sound systems you had in your houses and things, that just really lifted in all of those stereos that you had. Yeah. Like, now, obviously, because, you know, you're listen- people, everybody's listening off crap speakers on phones, and even your Bluetooth speakers are rubbish and your Alexa speakers rubbish, songs don't get played in the original musical setting that they were built for. So that's why when people produce songs now, they have to go, right, we need to go and listen to this before we download it and mix it. We need to mm-hmm. hear it on Apple headphones. We need to listen to it on beat. We need to listen to it loud. We need to yeah. listen to it quietly. Um, let's try a Volkswagen. You know, all of those things and considerations. But, you know, years ago, people had hi-fis in their house and you could listen on, like, a nice set of speakers really bloody loudly. Mm-hmm. And that makes it harder to play this now. But the trance thing was really, like, hair-raising when it yeah. would drop. Yeah. And who doesn't love a bleach blonde German nutcase screaming random shit? I know. That's what ties it together. But I think, as you say, like, the hard trance is probably enough. Mm-hmm. And the, you know, the, the sort of the chipmunk vocals are an addition, and that would still be enough. Mm-hmm. But just, yeah, Scooter himself, uh, well, I, I presume he's, what's, what's, his, what's his name? Um, I don't know why I can't remember I just name. call him Scooter, because oh, the actual actor is Scooter, isn't he? He's not Scooter. Is it begin with H? I don't know why I can't remember his name. Hopefully he's Dave. He's not. And he's on the train. He's he's a, he's got two letters. He's um he's abbreviated as a like it's like you know like an AJ kind of a thing. Oh okay. He's like that. Um, anyway, wherever he's called, I'm gonna, I'm going to call him Dave just for for argument's sake. <laughs> yeah, he he's he's brilliant. HP, sorry, HP, 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 HP source. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. No, uh, brilliant. Very important. The the video is you know beautifully nuts. There's all sorts going on. I'd love to imagine that it's based on real events where it was like a high society do and suddenly a waiter just chucks a table full of drinks and then it goes berserk. At one point, there's kind of two women sort of... Is it a dog? They're kind of calling out. Is it like a, like a dog sort of scamping around? It's like a... It's almost like a little bear cup. I don't know what it is, but it's yeah. like um, at one point somebody throws up, like mm-hmm. somebody spits out a load of drink somewhere. There's a lot of rumpy pumpy. <laughs> it's it's just a bizarre. This is the hard trans thing. version of what happened in Wannabe, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Yeah, Wa- Wannabe was yeah. very British. Yeah, pop music. Massage was very much German hard li- trans slash techno. Liberated European. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the TV programme This Country? I don't think so, no. Oh, I'll have to send you a link. Okay, basically, there's a bit where... So this this country, it's these, it, it's it's set in, like, the, the Cotswolds. And this it's a mockumentary thing. It's these two... Well, they, they, they're 
they're young people, but they're, they're kind of like, they're almost like infantile in the way they behave and the way that they kind of go on with each other. It's Kerry and Curtin. It's Daisy May Cooper and Charlie Cooper. Brilliant. It's uh, it's won loads of awards. Really, really big British um, mockumentary comedy on BBC Three. And um, Curtin is this sort of dopey lad. He's like big and long, just, you know, complete moron, but like in a beautiful kind of endearing way and the, the kind of the third character of the whole thing is the, is the vicar of the parish in the Cotswolds <laughs> so at one point Curtin's in the kind of the parish office with the vicar and puts on Scooter Nasaja and they watch the video and he at one point the curtain just it, it comes on he just like closes his eyes and stretches his arms out like that <laughs> and it just watch it, it it's like a, a two three minute scene of just watching curtain jump around the room to Nasaja and the vicar kind of sitting there smiling going like <laughs> like being pleasant <laughs> but it ends with like curtain with his shirt off on the desk oh, I love the, it. I'll send you the link it's just it's one of the most joyous things ever it's like um you know there's not like a it isn't like there's no well written comedy lines it's just a complete moment of mm-hmm. like experience in the song through two different sets of eyes yeah, and it's, see that. it's beautiful it's, so good. it's also in the film Bruno at the start of the film Bruno with Never seen uh, Sasha Baron Cohen but uh, mm-hmm. yeah it's it's a song that's got a lot of memories for a lot of people I love the, the deep cut of the sample of Tabaluga it's uh, yeah this is absolutely brilliant and uh, I think for a lot of folks this is kind of as good as it gets isn't it really music wise for, for some people to be like you know having Scooter in the charts Blazing Squad yeah. this is important and it's a shame that the, the music critics and the music kind of press tried to bury this stuff not realising yeah. that there's more to the world Absolutely. than their, their little bubble this is underrepresentation breaking through and mm-hmm. you know what and it was all it was just broken down and destroyed by people who were just so uptight that they couldn't just experience it and relax because that song had so much power to just make you chill the F out yeah you know and then just like lose it a little bit and free yourself Mm -hmm. Just let go to it. Like, just bloody let it in and don't judge the thing. Just enjoy it. And for that reason, I love that Scooter beat Ronan Keaton in the charts this Mm. week. Uh, So Mm -hmm. four was Scooter and five is Ronan Keaton with uh, the second single from Destination. It's called I Love It When We Do. I love it when we do, I would do, cause we do, I would do till it's done. I love the way we do, I would do, cause we do. So yeah, Ronan Keaton's back. I didn't think I was going to recognise it. And then it started and it did. Underwhelming Ronan Keaton. Yeah. Um, I don't love the hook of it. It does have a hook. It has a clear as day hook. I don't love the hook. I find it a bit annoying. And it kind of over rhymes for me. And I think there's an art to the over rhyme. And it probably does it a bit too cheesily, if that's a word. Melody's generally nice. I think video's really good. Yeah. But I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I haven't got much to say in this. I think it's one of the more forgettable ones, and there's things I'd way prioritise over talking about and plugging running for than this. Yeah, totally. Uh, we'll keep it brief then. Um, <laughs> it's written by regular contributors and prolific hit machines, Greg Alexander and Rick Nowles, who you know have done lots of running stuff, a lot of other stuff with other people. Greg Alexander being known for uh, new radicals, mm. you get what you give, and I get a bit of that here as well. I can hear a little yeah, bit of that there. Yeah, you can. There's a decent bit of like cheeky feel good pop to it I like Ronan he's, he's the, the, the one take videos well done like considering it's 2002 he's got like a bit of rough look going on he's got like a, a coat and he's got like his shaved head do you see he, Simon Pegg I saw Simon Pegg weirdly uh, yeah I was trying to th- I was trying to place that, that makes yeah Simon Pegg that makes sense it's not groundbreaking but it's perfectly pleasant it's fine you've mentioned the kind of the over rhyming of the lyrics and I think it's very perfectly pleasant, but when you think about this track, it's probably been about sex. 
the line, I love it when we do what we do because we do what we do till it's done. It goes from being romantic to like, like clinical. <laughs> it's kind of like, we're just doing it, bish, bash, bosh, I finish, it's done. Yeah, hopefully I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking his focus might be on the female orgasm and that it's not just done whenever he's done, it's whenever mm. we're done, which means that there has been a female climax, which, you know, is selfless. Yes. Really, because, you know. Well, I, I hope, I hope for, for all of our sakes that that is the case and it isn't just rolling and going, uh. I'm awfully sorry. I think I'm about to arrive. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Right, number six, a track that I didn't know, but now I do know, and I'm glad I do. This is Sarah Watmore of Pop Idol, although actually she didn't even get to the the live shows of Pop Idol, and she's done well to kind of forge her career, given the fact that she went out in the heats, so it didn't get a lot of her on TV, but she's still done okay. Number six, it's called When I Lost You. So this is the debut single for Sarah, written and produced by Richard Stannard of yeah. Kylie fame. Yeah. And actually, this song was originally written for Kylie's favourite album, uh-huh. which would now make sense because I bloody loved this. This is an intro yeah. just for me. Yeah. I loved this. And I'm trying to think, my exposure to it, again, I have a funny moment to this one where I just remember having a compilation and my friend Joanna put it on in her room and we were skipping through and Joanna, Joanna's the one who was like, you know, she's a she's a dentist, very intelligent, <laughs> but bloody loved Foo Fighters and stuff and would like mosh out, mm. but likes to be really ladylike, has swans, has a pond, you know, she's, she's one with the lake. Yeah. But like, put the Foo Fighters on and she's gone and she's just <laughs> brilliant, brilliant crack. But I can just remember her like skipping onto this one and I'm thinking, oh, she's playing. She's playing a dancey pop song. This isn't like her. And then she just like had her, had her back to me while she put it on the hi-fi and just spun in the spot and gave out the Sarah Watmore <laughs> at the start of it. And just like, you know, when there's just a moment where you just do not expect it and you're completely buckled. And um, she just went through and did it. She can't sing like, but it was so, 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 so Good fun. effort though. Can't believe you've never heard this. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't recall it. What do you um, think? Well, I, I, it's although it's Kylie, it sounds more Danny. It yeah. feels more like Danny vibes, Danny tone than Kylie. I, I, I struggle to hear it as a Kylie song. I was reading actually that, that Sarah was offered the chance to become Kylie's backing singer. I read that, yeah. And um, she chose to focus on a singer-songwriter career instead. And actually mm. I looked on her socials and stuff and she still is making music on SoundCloud. She's quite prolific. Uh, even as, as late as like a few months ago there's been stuff coming out that sounds quite good, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, because she's still making stuff, I might try and drop her line and see if she fancies chatting to us. She was really good. I remember um, I remember her auditions Yeah, as well. Because it was weird because um, you had to go in, like you had to sit in front of them all. So like Neil Fox was there, uh, Waterman was was there Nikki Chapman. Uh, Nikki Chapman was there Simon was there was there any was there five or was there four, four of them but she was she was really good and I think that it's really hard back then to get that sort of attention and to get that attention that early on on the programs yeah. pretty impressive but yeah I think it's pumping yeah there's a really smart use of effects in the chorus mm-hmm. um, where there's a lot of spacey phasing and stuff which is really done really done well it's a good it's a good bit of writing. It is. Like, lyrically, I think yeah. that even if it wasn't Sarah Watmore, what Richard's done on it's really, really good. Mm-hmm. And I really fancied Sarah. 
at the time. I loved the yeah. music video to this as well. She's rolling around in the sea. Yeah, I've 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 listened to this track a lot. I've watched the video a fair bit. I fancy her as well. I watched the CDUK UK performance. It's quite clear that she's got a lot going for her. Like generally, I think like she's got the choreography down. She's got a real presence about her. The song is really really good. It's got like an Alcazar crying at the yeah, discotheque kind of yeah. European tone and kind of feel to it it could be a Eurovision but I don't mean that as an offensive thing I mean that as like she would be if that really was in Eurovision good. it would do really well yeah. like considering what was going on this sort of time like, I think next year we get the ones who got nil point mm. like if this was the Eurovision track for 2003 I think it would have done quite well this is a great starting point for a career it's a shame that this is actually it as far as top 10s yeah. go her follow up automatic is number 11 so she, she, she'll just miss out on, on another one the, the mainstream career didn't go too far but she does write stuff for other people uh, I hope she's doing okay I, I like the fact she's still releasing stuff that sounds quite good the bass line is very dirty I've written dirty with <laughs> six R's which is quite a good sign mm-hmm. um, no I like this a lot it is more Danny than Kylie and I can see why Kylie didn't take it as her own I wonder if maybe it's been souped up a little bit to fit a new sound and it's not just been a direct kind of like yeah. lift and shift across to, to Sarah but no she's great she looks the part she sounds the part They've done a really good job with this and I'm sad that this is it, but it's one of those ones where it's now in my life and it'll probably stay. What a hard week this week. Really, really tough. Jeepers. And finally, in number nine for the Belgian trans Eurodance group Milk Inc. And the track is called Walk on Water. I think Milk Inc. have officially had more changes of lineup than the Sugar Babes. <laughs> You've had the lead singer stay for a prolonged period of time. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of change. This one's the follow-up to In My Eyes. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people that don't follow dance music but do follow social media probably know this because it's a meme at the moment with an actual walk sitting on a bed of water. Um, oh. And it's people... It's walk just, on water. Yeah, that's it. Literally, like, walk Good. on water. Mm. Um, I love this as well. I love it because you love it. I, I haven't got a lot of notes. I just know that I've heard it on your show loads across the years. And uh, yes, I've got nice memories. Get a lot of requests, this mm-hmm. one. So Milk Inc. Had a, they had a really good run. Then you had Love Inc. as well at the same time, which caused confusion because Love Inc. was your superstar. Your superstar. But yeah, really good, really good stuff coming out of you know, Belgium at this point. Mm-hmm. They have records in Belgium mm. as well. I think they've got like the most something like TFL nominations or something or whatever that them sort of awards are over yeah, there. Yeah. But they've done done really well for this. But this is like, that's up there with um, like Scooter, with a bit of Entrance and stuff too. Yeah, what a, ah, just a great banging Eurodance track. Yeah. Clubland. Oi, oi. There's a lovely little guitar lick before it goes into the pre-hook before like first, you first hear about the walk on water. So it's like a tiny little bit of guitar. Mm-hmm. It's like a, it's a really small detail that most people wouldn't really pick up on or really care about, but I was like, mm, I like that. But no, Transbanger, it's big vibes, nice summer vibes, video on a boat. It's September, but it's still out there on a boat. You know, Sold. what's not a love? Clothes and parties. Yeah, yeah. Lovely, right, we've done nine tracks this week. We'll have wow. to choose some winners, and it's going to be a tricky one. Let me jot some things down. 
Let me jot some. It is very down. Christmas party this week, isn't it? They're it is. Pumping. Yeah, it's quite. Mm. Ho- hopefully, people are getting out and uh, going to Christmas parties if they're allowed to, if they're having them. And uh, we've provided some soundtrack for it. It's well, this is really tri- really tricky. This is this hard. Week. This is very hard. I think I have <clears throat> one, two, three, four. I think I've got five. Okay. This is turning into countdown. Um, <laughs> oh, I can't. I can't order. Can I order this? Oh, I don't know. This is bloody hard. Right. Okay. Right. Jesus. This is. This is because there's so many good ones. Yeah. Some of my favorites are really far down. Right. Are you going, are you going to four or five? I'm gonna, or? I think I got to do five. Five. Okay, yeah. that's fine. Go for it. Right. So, Milk Ink, Walk on Water, number five. Then, I can't believe this is so far down. Four, Entrance Forever. Third place, Sarah Watmore, When I Lost You. Scooter, Nasaja, second. And my winner is Liberty X, Gotta Have Your Love. Okay. What a... That, right. This might have actually been the hardest order to ever put together in the whole podcast. I think I've had more difficult ones to order, but yeah. it, it, it's it's a, it's a, a rare stacked week mm-hmm. where it's really like all five tracks there and all the four that I've picked are all... Are all big ones. It is. It's closing party, isn't it? Yeah, this is just it closing is, party yeah. season. This yeah, is yeah. brilliant. Right, where are you at? Um, Honourable mention to Milk Ink, mm-hmm. but not getting in my pot oh. on the rim, on the cusp. Milky rim. On the mil- mil- milky rim. Oh, you've had, we've had milky last week and milk this milk this week. Oh. Mm. I like a bit of milk. I've got some milk I need to throw it, actually. It's reminding me of... <laughs> 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 been in the fridge a bit too long and you get rid of that before I, uh, before it goes to cheese uh, right my number four same as you I've gone entrance forever third I've gone Liberty X <gasps> You've given it the platform, so that's mm-hmm. fine. Neither of us are giving it giving this the platform, which I'm bummed out about. Do I need to swap them around? No. You love Papa Don't Preach secretly, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> I love it in a really hateful way. No. Um second place. Uh scooter. And number one, it's just got a hold on us. It's just done that thing where it just, it's just, it just caught on. It's just stuck. Uh, Sarah Watmore, <gasps> when I lost you, amazing. Right, 
I bet you all chuffed for that. I bet you wanted yeah. to. What a what a hard week. Yeah. But, uh, oh, that's well, just because obviously a lot of these songs so are my good. style anyway, um, and it's really like it's hard to be objective whenever it's stuff that you just really really love, and I do love. And at one point, my bottom out of the five. Five, four, and three were some of my favourites. It's like I can't I have to shuffle them around. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be an interesting one. Yeah, so mm. you've got Liberty X and their cover of Mantronics, "Got to Have Your Love," mm-hmm. and you've got Kylie, "Can't Get Out of My Head." Mm. Here is for the final time in 2021, a drone. Is this one of the better covers that we've experienced this year? Do mm. we think Liberty X "Got to Have Your Love"? The vocals that they bring are. Vocals amazing. Superb. It is a very close cover, but they remaster every little element of the song. Yeah. Not to the extent they will do in future with Richard X, mm. but it's really, really good. Like, it's very good, and the vocals from Kelly and Kevin are so, so good. It does put up a fight against Kylie. Ooh. Just a little bit, though. Just a little. Uh huh. Kylie stays on. Uh-huh. What a very good fight from Rarity X this week. Yeah. Where does it rank in terms of Liberty X singles for you so far? We've had Thinking um, It Over, we've had Just A Little, we've had... Uh, this is the fourth one, so there has been another one, but it mustn't have tried. Jumping? Do you remember that one? Yeah. Yeah. I. This, Do you this, like it more than Just A Little? Yeah. Do you like it more than Thinking It Over? No. No, I do love Thinking It Over. Yeah. I think Thinking It Over... I, I, like, I really like... Think it, do you know what it is? Just A Little is actually down my list quite a bit. Mm. Um, gotta Have Your Love, Thinking It Over... Richard X, yeah, and then sexy, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there is other ones as well that we that we. I don't love Jump In, but I would listen to it. Uh huh. Yeah, they've got more covers to come as well. They did um, Shalimar, A Night to Remember. Oh, that was good as well. Yeah, it's not bad, is it? Yeah. Oh, I think they could do anything, couldn't they? I should probably put them on. They're a, a kind a of. They are the kind playlist. of band that could sing the phone book, can't they? Like, realistically, like, you, you could listen to Kevin and Kelly just sort of battle it out for like plumbers. Yeah. I wish people. I wish people paid money for them because it would be nice to still have them around mm. doing something. You know, well, like the way Steps have done it. Yeah, I'd love them to be able to do something big that wasn't a big reunion tour yeah. again. But yeah. I'm ready for a big reunion tour because I wouldn't have gone the last time. Oh, I totally. Whereas now time, we do yeah. the podcast, yeah, I would yeah. totally go. And it'll be our era. So it'll be like noise bands, mm-hmm. like more than nineties bands. Now. Yeah, Kevin is the front man in Wet 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 now. He's a new Marty Pello. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh. I wouldn't want to see Wet 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 necessarily, but I would um, want to. See, I would just rather go and see Kevin. Yeah. To be fair, just have Kevin. My mum loved Marty Pello, though. I think my wife's mum loved Marty Pello as well. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So that's interesting. Uh, so yeah, that's an interesting choice. You've kept Kylie, so she stays on. Yeah. She's made it through the entire 2021, mm-hmm. and it, when we get into the next year, it'll it'll be close to a year since you first chose her. Uh huh. It will Crazy. be. Yeah. Crazy. Mm. Yeah. Are you ready to tinkle? I'm ready to tinkle. Okay, so Vanessa Carlton, A Thousand Miles, yeah. versus Sarah Watmore, When I Lost You. Oof. Drone. There's the temptation here to do a stupid Christina Milian thing, isn't there? <laughs> it's, it, it, it is that same sort of effect where I've heard it and I've gone, it's immediately caught and I've gone, ooh. And then because YouTube algorithm picks up on things you watch more than once and starts recommending it to you more and more. Like if I refresh YouTube now on my phone, I'm sure it'd come up uh-huh. and I'd, I'd watch it again and the, hence it would keep continuing. It, this is way more the pace of what I enjoy. Like it's, you know, it's dance music. It's got like a electronic elements to it, whereas Vanessa Carlton is a lot more... Like downplayed, but even so, I, I give Vanessa Carlton credit for being more than just a piano track. Like, actually, it is pacey, it has rock elements, it has really hooks everywhere, vocals that I enjoy, a compelling sort of narrative. It's got cultural relevance, Vanessa Carlton, uh, through White Chicks, but cultural relevance all the same. 
Sarah Watmore hasn't had the cultural relevance. I do like an underdog, which if, if I was going to give it anything, I'd probably that's why I would change. Yeah. I, I really do like it a lot. I think it is a real shame that she didn't get any much further mainstream-wise, although I'm sure she's had a good life. I hope she's had a good life. Uh, and is having a good life, not she's... She, she, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I was digging a hole. Um, I just killed Sarah Watman. <laughs> <laughs> Vanessa Carlton stays on, but that wasn't easy. And I give a lot yeah. of credit to Sarah Watmore for, for making it difficult. I think you've talked me into buying Sarah Watmore and actually installing it in my radio station because it is. I do have a, I have a pop dance section mm. that won't won't spit out for a little while, but it's got pop songs in it. I'm not putting JLS in because I don't support JLS, but I've got Saturdays in, All Fired Up, yeah. Big Dance Track, oh, Girls Aloud, Something New, Big Dance Track. Sarah yeah. Watmore could go in there. Yeah. Um, Neon Jungle, Welcome to the oh, Jungle. Yeah, yeah. So there's lots of I don't look really for trouble, but trouble looks for me. Yeah. yeah so could that slip in there? Mel C, I turn to you. you oh, I'd, put, I'd, I'd, put, I'd put Sarah Watmore in, yeah. Okay, definitely. Yeah. Watch the CD UK performance. She, um, she, it's, it's lip sync. Mm-hmm. But the choreography's there. She's got a. It's like a, it's a small stage, but it's a big performance. Great. The crowd enjoy the bits. You know the 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 kind of the, uh-huh. the woo moment when it drops out for the pre-chorus. What we had so good comes back in with the boom 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 for the chorus. Yeah, I think it's really really good. It's totally caught me. So up. funny. We've chosen our contenders. We've done our drones, and we're still talking about Sarah Watmore. I know. Yeah. Well done, Sarah. Oh, that is a big. I might drop. You know, what? I might drop her line. I'd be curious to chat to her about what happened. I, I, I like that she's still making music. So hopefully, she's got a reason to come on and yeah. like plug stuff. Yeah, she seems she seems good. I like her. Brilliant. Great. Uh, so that's our choices for the week. We've both chosen. Well, you chose five, didn't you? Yeah. Milk Inc. was a fifth. I w- yeah, we can honourable mention that if you want to keep the top four in the. Yeah, Twitter. I think we've chosen the same four apart from Milk Inc. So Sarah Watmore, Scooter, Liberty X, Entrance. Mm-hmm. You happy? Yep. Cool, we'll do that. Head across to our Twitter page at TNN Pod where you can vote and um, Facebook and Instagram to TNN Pod. And we always look for your voice notes and emails. Of course we do. And where can they get those into us? Email them in, please. Hello at tnnpod.co.uk, please. That'll be very, very nice. Next time, we have got another landmark track for Pink, one final top 10 for Oxide and Neutrino, and a car advert gives Aqualung his only top 10. And it's a big week for me because Busted are here with the reason this podcast exists. Mm. Uh, we do have to do Bon Jovi as well, though, which okay. does kind of ruin it a bit. But yeah, Busted, it's finally here. Mm.